When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 154 of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared. I am one of your hosts, Christian Hoffer. I am joined, as always, by Megan Peters. And uh, you know, you know who couldn't be bothered to show up? One Jim Biscardi. Um, you know what? I, I will give him a I'll give him a little bit of a pass today. If you uh, are are familiar with the comics world, Jim is very busy right now writing about Thor. <laughs> or, oh, you know, or discussing but, things about Thor. So you what, know, I it, it it's it's up to you to decide whether or not Pokemon or Thor is your priority. Uh, but I feel like Christian and I clearly know what's more important here. Yeah. I mean, come on, uh, let's be real. Like what, what could be so important about four? I mean, it's not like he's got a new movie trailer or anything that came out like two hours ago. <laughs> ah. I mean, all I know is mighty Thor, Natalie Portman. If you've not seen the trailer for, you know, the promo for uh, love and thunder, her arms, She's Jack. She's been working out. Mm-hmm. Ten yep. out of ten. Uh, so this is not a Natalie Portman's arm podcast, uh, though. Despite uh, my most fervent pleas, <laughs> it is not a podcast dedicated to Natalie Portman. <laughs> uh, that will be the fourth comicbook.com podcast. Uh, the <laughs> Natalie Portman's arms an appreciation podcast. This is a yes. Pokemon podcast. We talk about uh, all things Pokemon. We talk about Pokemon, uh, the television show. We talk about Pokemon, the game. We talk about Pokemon, the mobile game. We talk about Pokemon, the merchandise. We talk about Pokemon speculation about the future. Jesus. Sorry about that. That was apparently uh, uh, my phone went off. It's... Anyways, uh, we, we talk about just about every sort of important Pokemon game. Unfortunately, that means that Pokemon Duel is left off the list. Wah, I've never wah. heard of that game. Yeah, I'm actually I mean, unaware of its existence. It's 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 because it's a nothing game. Who I don't even know anyone who likes that game. Uh, so since, uh, <laughs> since oh boy, <laughs> since Jim is not here to hear my Pokemon dual slander, uh, let's uh, let's dive into uh, let's dive into the news, shall we? Um, <laughs> If you've if you've been following the podcast regularly, you you probably know that um, we've been doing this now. This is we're going on year four. Our our fourth anniversary is literally in like two weeks. And during this time period, typically the months of March and April are the slowest months for Pokemon news, um, which which means we don't have a lot to talk about. Um, during this time period, we we have to come up with things. Luckily, Pokemon Go did a bunch of stuff last week. That's basically all we're talking about. So let's uh, let's let's dive in to the news about Pokemon Go and all the Pokemon Go related stuff. 
Um, well, actually, first, did anything happen on the anime, Megan? Like, I, I well, so this week in the anime, we basically got our Team Rocket episode. So nothing, you know, like major ground. I mean, it's not like Serena showed up again or anything like that. Uh, I will say though, Jesse and James got an excellent episode. Jesse was absolutely the MVP. Uh, you know, I just I love the episodes that that focus on them where, where you don't really care about what's happening with, you know, Ash or go or Chloe or, you know, any of our, you know, standard heroes or trainers. I like when it's just Jesse and James messing around, like just trying to like explore whatever region they're in. So that's what we got this week in the anime. Uh, unfortunately we have no updates on uh, not if, but when Serena will be back. Uh, you know, I'm definitely keeping my fingers crossed for that. Uh, but unfortunately, nothing major, except I I am always a sucker for Team Rocket episodes. But did they start like a radio show in this most recent episode? Yeah, they like, yeah, it was like this like weird communication, like radio show thing. And that's why Jesse really got like the spotlight because who knew Jesse's you know, vibrant tones really would just make her an excellent host for, you know, if Jesse, you know, this is relevant. If Jesse and James had a podcast, 900% first fan listening. Like, I don't understand why that's not a thing that would happen. Like why they haven't actually tried to make like a promotional Pokemon like podcast that's hosted by Jesse and James. Like that's what I want more than anything now after seeing this latest episode. I mean, if they have a Ron Burgundy podcast, you'd think that they'd be able to. I know if if Ron Burgundy can have a podcast, Jesse and James can have a podcast. Come on. There's like they could do interviews with like Ash and stuff like I want to see the hard, like groundbreaking journalism that I know Jesse is capable of. That's what I want. The good news is, is we know that the Pokemon company listens to our podcast. So there is a decent chance that they're going that's you know some high-ranking pokemon company executives like oh that's good that's really good stuff yeah jesse and james podcast yeah let's do that let's like i have i have made enough predictions that have come correct on this podcast that somebody there's got i've got to have an end somewhere so this is my number one plea actually it's my number two plea because i still want a new pokemon puzzle league (laughs) more than almost anything but after Puzzle League, it's this podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, in, in non-anime news, non-anime or Pokemon podcast news, we, we do have a little bit of Pokemon community news that we'll talk about here in a mm-hmm. little bit. But uh, they announced the next Pokemon Go event. Uh, it is Sustainability Week, which is the Pokemon Go equivalent of Infrastructure Week. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> and um, uh, it is introducing yet another Alola Pokemon. They are going to burn through these Alola Pokemon. I like, know, they're just throwing them out like candy. Like, I is, feel like the Alola Pokemon have been in the game for so long now, and they've really not. <laughs> they really haven't. So, oof. They, they are just burning through. Like, you know, this is the opposite of what we got for Gen 5 and Gen 6, both of which are still missing major Pokemon. <laughs> like, we still don't have Zygarde. Like, what nope. is up with that? I just, but, it's just a slow drip, man. Just yeah. a slow drip. But we are getting uh, Oranguru uh, as part of Sustainability Week and Shiny Cherubee. So that that is starting in two days. 
You know, what are we going to actually do if they bring Kekli on to Pokemon Go? Are we going to have like a breaking episode when that happens we, on the podcast? I think I think we are honor bound to at this way. At this know, point, we like, have you know, to have like an entire hour long special dedicated to Kekli on. I mean, fan art, everything. <laughs> Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, I honestly, at this point, we've built it up. Like, I don't, I don't really care about the, these new additions for Sustainability Week, you know, shiny Cherubi, whatever. But when Kecleon shows up, I feel like we've hyped it to a point on this podcast that, like, if we don't go all out, like, cosplays Kecleon, we're really disappointing everyone who listens to us. Yeah, no, I, I feel like with Kecleon, at this point, they are so frozen by fear. Like, what are we going to do when Kecleon comes to the game? They probably have that, like, all, like, loaded up and ready to go. And they're just terrified of what the reaction will be. Like, I think they know that once they do Kecleon, there's nothing left. They'll just have to, like, rebuild the game from the ground up. This is what I want. I want them, like, whenever, you know, Pokemon Go is finally being phased out for whatever's coming next, Pokemon Go 2 or whatever, whatever the new evolution is of Niantic and Pokemon's relationship. Which we'll I want, talk like, about later yeah, in the episode. You know, I just set that up for you. What I want is that last week for the Niantic to come out and be like, Kecleon's been in the game since day one. <laughs> They're like, it's been so well hidden, no one's found it. Do you remember? And then just everybody loses their minds. Do you remember when people thought that Ditto was hidden somewhere? Oh, yeah. I th- I thought so, too. Like, <laughs> I was one of those masses who was just like, Ditto has to be in here somewhere. I like there was just like have a, to unlock the secret. A glorious, like, month and a half where people were just, like, doing everything they could to get Ditto to unlock. And then, then there was, like, you know, some Neantic customer service person just, like, randomly gave somebody an Articuno. <laughs> <laughs> yes i remember that yes and people, those, people those, like, oh those man first days man I, uh, I will never forget those those greatest first days i'm excited again leading into a later part of our podcast whenever the new evolution of niantic and pokemon's relationship comes with like pogo 2 i'm excited to see what that <laughs> what that does for the the global community as a society because when that happened, when Pokemon Go came out, literally everybody was on the same page for like the first time. Oh yeah. <laughs> ever. So well, well I am I'm excited. But you know, first, first I need Kecleon. So uh, uh Megan, you are a you know, you're 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 probably a, a bit more um knowledgeable about the Japanese Pokemon scene than I am. So you can probably add some context to this next news story. Um, So there is a rumor, not it's it's not like a rumor. It's one of those things where um, there's a Pokemon variety show called Pokey Coco or something like that. Yeah. And um, they mentioned in the latest uh, episode description, which comes out next week, uh, that uh, they are going to be um, talking about the latest information about the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. So, Megan, do you think that means that we are getting Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet news this week? I would be surprised. <laughs> Normally, in terms of Japanese PR, like if they're trying to promote, like there's going to be a new announcement, they're going to be pretty like 
transparent about. Yeah, they 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 don't they're they're not trying to be opaque in that situation. Given also that this variety show, it's not that. I mean, it's watched by Pokemon fans, but it's not like massive. It's not a huge, you know, attraction to a fan base. I would be surprised if they used this opportunity to share brand new information about, you know, Violet and Scarlet. You know, I could be wrong. I feel like it's basically just going to be a glorified recap of everything that they have announced. And they might be a little bit more in depth with some of the concepts that maybe we've just kind of guessed at. But, you know, don't expect there to be, you know, big Pokemon reveals or anything like that. Um, My hope is if they do reveal something new, it's going to be my new Eevee evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me. Like, come on. Give it to me. So that that that's my main hope i i i don't have you know a ton of hope but you know i love i love the variety show i'm not certain that they'll use that this early to share information about violet and scarlet on that program i feel mm-hmm. like maybe in a couple months something definitely more viable um but you know what pokemon has proven me wrong before so i i am going to be optimistic and say, I want them to drop information. I'm just not sure how big that information might be. Like, where do things have happened? So, like, oh, I'm not, absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to say there's no chance. Um, no. But, uh, you know, it was really weird because, like, I forget, like, some Twitter account found the episode description, like, mm-hmm. pretty late Saturday night. And so Sunday morning, like I woke up and there were a ton of articles talking about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet News is coming this week. And if you like, you know, since since Jim's not here, you know, uh, you know, for the people who are listening to this, you know, kind of like how our jobs work is when there is like a bunch of websites that are covering a story. We kind of have to write about it regardless as to like whether or not it's true. Now, in our article, we were like, "Eh, is it coming? Maybe, probably not, probably not. But like, you know, that's like kind of like what we have to like talk about. Like, honestly, I probably wouldn't have written about it because I like, I was like, uh, I don't think we're we're like a month away. We really are like a month away from there being like really any news because you know the Pokemon company when it comes to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, they you know they've kind of like perfected um that that drip of information uh they did mm-hmm. really well with sword and shield yeah. um and we saw them kind of stick to that with um brilliant diamond and shining pearl and legends arceus i mean legends mm-hmm. arceus they didn't promote until like a month before the game yeah That's- they they that that was a true sleeper hit on their part yeah, that one- they, they were like we're gonna just sleep on arceus until the last literal second i i think with that one it was just because they um you know they needed to promote Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. You know, they mm-hmm. expect expectations over what the company, uh, you know, what what their sales have to do during the holiday season. And so right. they couldn't promote it because they were trying to sell. Yeah, their money. advertising money was tied up elsewhere at that yeah. point. So um, I, it's, it's also interesting, you know, having worked within, you know, anime and manga and you know just general just the general kind of like japanese you know entertainment industry mm-hmm. the the pr 
marketing strategies that Pokemon has presented over the last, you know, five years has been pretty consistent. Uh, you know, what they did with the slow drip of information for Sword and Shield um, and, and to a degree, you know, the, the Diamond and Pearl remakes, you know, that's been pretty successful for them. Um, you know, I know there's always the rush for give us more, give us more, especially since Arceus was such a recent release. Um, you know, we just kind of have that in our mind that, you know, Pokemon's not giving us enough information. They need to start giving us a bigger drip, a bigger flow of content. Um, you know, the slow drips that they did with Sword and Shield, like those promotional videos that they did that introduced like Ponyta and like those like weird live stream things that happen like those were very successful in generating conversation which is mm -hmm. what pokemon is trying to accrue more than now i mean it's one of the most lucrative franchises if not the most lucrative franchise in the world but what they lack more so than some of their competitors is social currency like what you're using on twitter on tiktok on whatever so they're trying to bolster that that's why for me it seems unlikely we'll get massive news through traditional cable you know to start you know through this variety show they're going to probably want to invest more in social currency uh, and i know that was kind of a long about roundabout way to say you know we're going to get more traditional methods of pr from them the closer we get to scarlet and violet releasing um, but i really hope that they do stick to this kind of slow drip interactive kind of social media um you know interactive experience that they've done you know to promote their games as of late because that's been great i've loved that so fingers crossed for that so we're going to change subjects really quick because because uh, jim is, 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 jim yeah. up. is that oh, why no, jim is here <laughs> Uh, yeah, literally, wild Jim has appeared. Literally, a wild Jim has appeared. What are we going to use? All right, uh, I'm sending Hoffer out into battle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, like you know, I was Hoffer we used bad jokes. It was not very effective. We, we, oh, we, oh, oh, Jim, 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 bad jokes. My, you know, here's the thing, Jim. Those aren't jokes. They're just, oh. they're just well, commentary. <laughs> If they're not, then it's that it's, it's even worse. We 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 hit all the we hit all of the um you know the the bits while you were gone. We made fun of Pokemon Duel. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, but that's really wow. See, like that childish Matt Bino just snitching on you guys in the in the chat. Thank you, Matt Bino. I appreciate uh, you keeping them all honest. Yeah, no, well, someone slandered Duel too many times. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim just like started perking up. So, like I have my to ears were like, oh, I was going to let them just do this on their own, but now I will not take this Duel slander. Uh, so we uh, were were to um, uh, something, Jim, that you might appreciate. So we we've, we've talked a bit about how competitive the the competitive Pokemon scene is weird. Um, it's 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 you know. It's kind of like hard to get into um, if you're a casual. It's, it's in the sense because it's all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have the main, like the, you know, the, the thing that Pokemon hosts, right? Like the mm -hmm. at worlds and, uh, and things like that. But like the stuff that happens on a more local event that is connected and tied into that stuff to me should be made a bigger deal. Yeah. But is it? Uh, well, one of the things that I've always had a trouble with is that, um, you know, the, the meta doesn't shift a lot, you know, like we're still using the same 
same Pokemon, like there's new Pokemon that get added every generation. And obviously when um, the Pokemon uh, company says, okay, for this season, this list of Pokemon are banned, you know, that changes things. But, you know, I've always found that, you know, some of the strategies, like it's just hard to get into the basic strategy. If you don't, aren't willing to spend the time, um, a group of former professional um, Pokemon uh, players, people who were, have big names in the scene, have actually started a website um, that's all about training people how to build teams, how to battle competitively. Oh, um, cool. And it's called, uh, it's literally called VGCGuide.com. Um, so, you know, if you are looking to get into the competitive Pokemon scene, um, you know, it's it's got a bunch of people like uh, Wolfie Glick, who uh, he has appeared on comicbook.com. We've covered some of the articles or some of the stuff that he's talked about, like some of his videos have gone viral. Um, Aaron Zhang, who's a commentator for the Pokemon Company. Um, you know, uh, there's they just have a bunch of folks um, who, who are big, big deals. Um, so um, if you are looking to get into uh, the competitive scene, I highly recommend giving their website a shot because it's like a how it's a, it's literally it's like a how to guide on like how to build your team and how to do this. And here are what works and here are what doesn't. So it's really more of like a um, kind of like an informational guide to help you ramp on and get up to speed a lot quicker. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I appreciate I think also the thing that I would love is. I don't know where I would go to find out like who are the big people, like who are the big competitors in the Pokemon competitive space mm-hmm. to like go follow. Right. Like, I don't, like, I don't even know where I like, I feel like that, in, that is information that should be more accessible. That isn't. And I can't tell if that's just cause I'm not looking hard enough or I am looking in the wrong places, but like, I feel like I know like, like, and for games I don't even play, but I feel like I know who some of the best, like, Call of Duty players are, or, yeah. or you know, who some of the best Fortnite players are, and I have no idea who some of the best Pokemon players are, which feels I, which feels weird. I, I wonder, and Jim, you can probably talk more about this because you follow esports and yeah. like the streaming scene a lot more than I do. Is that just a matter of? Like, is, is do you think it's like a visual thing? Like the, the Pokemon games, you know, even with Sword and Shield, which, you know, finally got us off the 3DS, you know, like that's one of the things that I, I, I liked watching, uh, you know, competitive Pokemon. But, you know, mm-hmm. watching uh, 3DS graphics uh, for like six hours at a time and like, you know, just battles. Yes, not... there's there is also that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, yes. So I think the. Um, I think the the biggest difference ju- when it comes to to just even style of gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is I want to say it's predictable, but like in a first person shooter, uh, it is much easier to get highlights. You know, right? Like, or like you would like in any sport, or to any like you know football. The game of football is played the same way. You know, uh, you know. Every time the game is played, but there are moments that, that either you don't expect or are cool that kind of happen like in the moment and things like that. And while uh, I think Pokemon being so turn based, I think um, 
limits a lot of that, right? Because I think like that met the, cause the meta is almost so, you know, figured out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think you almost have to like set a bunch of weird rules to see if people who are really good can like adapt to them. And like, like and to me, any good player, a good player can take any kind of, you know, situation and figure it out. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like, here's this team that here's the team that I've curated and here's the, you know, the list of moveset that I'm going to, you know, that I'm going to go and like either someone's going to be ready for it or they're not. Right. Like, I feel like it's an either or as opposed to a, you know, anything can happen kind of thing. Um, and so it's, I think like that, that's probably like part of it. Um, I think honestly, Pokemon's got some of the, some of the, better commentary than uh in mm-hmm. in the in this space um i think they make it uh they do a lot of, they think the, the, look the pokemon uh vgc you know uh, casters they are do, they are doing a lot of heavy lifting yeah. more so than uh than someone who may be casting for halo or call of duty or whatever because like like i said that action is way more fast paced um and these and you know these folks are putting in work um I, I so, you know, like so like that. there, there's a lot. Like uh, I think it's it's a very weird, tough nut to try it to try and crack. Mm-hmm. Um, I just even by but I think even if Pokemon put it on a bigger platform or held it up on a, a, a bigger platform, not necessarily like like not put it on Twitch or whatever, but like I, I just feel like the, the Pokemon company celebrates it enough. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. where like it's a thing that happens, but like they almost don't acknowledge it in a way when it's not happening. Yeah, no, it, it's absolutely true. They, they, they make a, they w- on the weekends, like when the tournaments are actually going, taking place, like on the weekends, they, they right. make, they, they go and make a big deal of it. And they did finally add like a, um, a couple of like accounts dedicated to like Pokemon VGC and the Pokemon sure. trading card game competitively. But yeah, like outside of that, like you will be hard pressed to find, any sort of coverage when there's not like a, you know, um, a regional level tournament. And by regional, I mean like continental, um, you know, like, so like North American championship and European championship and all that stuff, that'll get put on the streaming. But like my, my big thing is, and I, I wonder, you know, and I, I don't know the answer to it. Is it just that hard uh, for the Pokemon company to do some of these like smaller tournaments and like, you know, or, or heck even like pre-record them. Like we don't need to watch them live. I mean, for God's sake, they're still putting curling on the Olympic channel. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, right. Honestly, I mean, it's, it's probably just a, it's probably a, a return, right. On yeah. investment kind of thing that it's yeah. just not, uh, it's just not there. It's just not necessary yet, I yeah. guess, or or not necessary, but like they just don't see. It's the just not a priority. It's, right. it's just not yeah. the priority that they have at this point. Like, I feel like unless they get like a massive boost in in the return that they get, you know, for the bigger tournaments, until that right. kind of you know quote unquote trickle down, you know, works, um, and they feel like they would get that return more so, you know, increasingly on you know, the smaller tournaments, you know, like yeah. actual regional rather than continental um, there, that's just not going to happen for them. Um, so at some point, you know, we, we've discussed Pokemon. I just, I don't know. The competitive scene's weird. 
I, it, it is weird. Yeah. The only competitive VGC stuff that I've really enjoyed watching for Pokemon, uh, you know, it was always, you know, pocket because that wasn't kind yeah. of the mm-hmm. standard, you know, yep. turn-based yada yada. I mean, there there was a lot of uncertainty when you'd go into those matches, right. but even within the VGC community, you know, pocket wasn't the bread and butter of that. You know, it was always right. traditionally, you know, the the mainline titles. Uh, yeah. So I've I've and that's one of the big reasons I love Unite, right? Work. And that's why yeah, that's where I think like like the work. Unite you know, scene has really started to pick up because again, like you can have a team, right? Like you can pick statistically the best team for, you know, to, you know, to win. Right. But it Mm -hmm. is way more skill based on the player than I think Mm -hmm. it is on the meta. Right. Right. Uh, And I think that's the balance that you need to, to, to find in good, in a good competitive game is, you know, one can't outweigh the other, right? Like the meta mm-hmm. and the skill kind of need to be equal in a sense that like for someone to come in uh, to, you know, or not, sorry, an equal in the sense that like, there's not really a way to take advantage of either. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not like a, there's not an unbalanced Pokemon uh, in mm-hmm. for what you're, you're using. And then like the meta for the actual gameplay, like there's no exploits there. Right. And so I think if you're playing with, you know, with, with a balanced roster, which all, which all these games are, are constantly tweaking after, you know, after, you know, thousands of hours of gameplay, um, you know, every time and, you know, make, they're making tweaks left and right. But I think like, that's what, to me, that's what makes you unite way more fun to watch because um, I can like, as someone watching it, put myself in that, be like, Oh, like I would either do this or I have just learned something from this where I feel like just watching the regular VGC stuff, uh, it, it almost feels like the same all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just someone used this ability and like, it was going in this, like, you know, or like, or like when people get stuck in like just rounds back and forth, like that's where it just like gets a little like, Whoa, okay. Like, like my biggest comparison, like my biggest comparison is watching, you know, the, the standard VGC, like watching, you know, when with Sun and Moon or watching Sword and Shield, you know, to a degree, it kind of feels like I'm like, in terms of sports, watching golf, which like, I don't, <laughs> which I don't, we know for some people, that's their thing. And you know what, if that's your thing, I'm not hating on you. Sure. That's just, it just feels like I'm watching golf. But you know, if I'm watching something like Unite, which is very similar to when I watch, you know, esports league, it feels more like I'm watching something more interactive, like a basketball game or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, when I watched Pocket, I felt like I was watching hockey, which is why I loved it right. so much. <laughs> uh, but, but we have unfortunately lost that. So, yeah. uh, you know, but that, that well, that's kind of like how I equate it. So it's different strokes for different folks. Um, I feel like Unite definitely has one of the strongest ends right now because we already yeah. have a precedent set with games like League. It's just that genre of esports is so saturated at this point uh you know pokemon's gonna have some difficult times breaking in and that's only if they you know put an impetus and a priority upon it so yeah well we'll see and i think even too right like just even using your golf analogy and i can't believe we're we have spent almost you know 12 minutes on uh competitive pokemon uh today but here we are uh like golf still gives you highlights right someone making that shot out of a bunker into the hole right or like making that super long putt on a green that is you know just absolutely bananas right like that's 
to me, even golf provides more highlights than what we get, you know, what we get out of VGC, right? Like, what are you going to clip from the VGC that you're like, whoa, I can't believe that happened. When somebody goes on a run with like a Pikachu, because that. Yeah, I mean, right. Like it, it's, that's, it's yeah. when, that's it's the when there's stuff. an unexpected Pokemon making their way and, and mm. tearing teams up as opposed to the, the but like, how often does that happen? Not right. Fair. Like that's, it doesn't right. happen. It almost doesn't happen at all. It's, it's, um, it's almost like Pokemon VGC is almost like chess. Um, and which, right. you know, yeah, that's and I, I say this chess has a very booming, like live stream thing, chess is but mm-hmm. it's huge, but it's, it's like huge. impenetrable to people who don't care about right. chess. Like right. no one, no one is going to watch a chess stream and just go, this is the most amazing <laughs> thing in the world. People right. who know and appreciate chess are just like, this is awesome. Right. Yeah. Poke, uh, but Pokemon with, but with is chess. Kind of Right. But like the difference with chess, though, I think, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, is there's zero advantage, right? Mm. Outside of how the, how your opponent's brain works. Right. Like everyone, like the pieces all move the same. The, you know, the players are, are, are all there. Right. Like, and so, um, so that to me really more comes to skin where Pokemon still just feels, did I happen to, game the meta better than you this Mm. time like did i make the right you know did i did i use this move in the in the right spot Mm. to disrupt the chain of events that inevitably will lead to to one win or not and so um so yeah so anyway that's where uh all competitive right. Pokemon. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Competitive Pokemon still has a lot of work to do. Still has <laughs> a lot of work to do. But there is a lot of potential for oh. a broader, you know, entry level audience. All right. Well, uh, we have to take our ad break. And so uh, when we come back, we will spend the remaining uh, podcast time talking about Natalie Portman's arms. Absolutely. Okay. Great. See you in 60 seconds. <laughs> Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Uh, welcome back to Natalie Portman's Arms and Appreciation, the podcast. Uh, you know, that is is my beat today. If you if you want to (laughs) talk about Natalie Portman's arms, hit me up on Twitter. 
<laughs> for, the, for those wondering, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer is finally here, and we finally got to see. Oh yeah, Natalie Portman. Oh, we we had Hoffer. this whole conversation yeah. as, as yeah. you were as you were off so, doing your own thing. Hoffer and I, we yeah. just we really pitched, you know, to everybody. <laughs> of a Natalie Portman podcast. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I feel like I've got enough people convinced that we can start one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm hundred percent for Natalie Portman's arms being the fourth comicbook.com podcast. Um, that's, <laughs> I feel like we can mine that for a lot of content. <laughs> we get a big audience, Jim. A big audience. I'm big sure audience of weirdos, but a big audience. Yep. And you know what? Eventually that podcast gets to cross over with the Pokemon podcast. <laughs> and that's when the real magic happens, guys. Uh, so, uh, for the remainder of the show, uh, we're going to talk some more about Pokemon Go. Originally, we were going to, we, we, we do need to bring up that uh, Pokemon Go uh, did release a new update. Um, and um, in that update, uh, looks like Mega, Mega, Mega legendary raids are coming, which means Latios and Latios, and mm. I, maybe Rayquaza will be all getting their mega evolution sooner as opposed to later. I, I I didn't realize we were that far along in the mega evolution cycle, uh, <laughs> but I guess we are. We're we're to that point. I mean, Mega Rayquaza will be like one of the, like the most powerful Pokemon in that game. So oh yeah, that, when Mega Rayquaza be- shows up, I'm back into Pokemon Go. For yeah, however long it takes me to get one. I will yeah, say I mean, that Mega Rayquaza yes. is like one of the best Pokemon designs, period. Oh, easily. Rayquaza in all of its forms is what it's just Chef's Kiss perfection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh also, uh Pokemon Sleep. Uh they're they're still working on that. So that that thing is still I don't know what we're talking about. What's Pokemon Sleep? <laughs> no, it's, I, it's it's like Pokemon Duel, Megan. Uh, oh, oh. oh, that was a okay. Scare. At least one of it, at least one of them has come out. All right, one of them has lived a full life cycle. This one is we still don't even have this one yet. <laughs> yeah, no. Apparently, apparently, the new update. I'm I'm rushing through like an entire sequence because we spent so long talking about the VGC. It's like we have these really nice looking title cards. So by God, we're going to discuss this really quick. But the thing that I really wanted to talk about that will probably eat up the rest of our episode is the other thing that Niantic announced uh, last week, which is they are making a new game. It is called Peridot. Is it going to be like the Harry Potter game Uh, (laughs) that no one speaks about? (laughs) So it is a game. uh, Megan, I'm glad you asked. So Megan, it is a game in which you have a magical monster, a monster, a cute monster, um, with magical abilities, um, and you raise that monster. You make that monster Ooh. this pocket-sized monster, your buddy. Um, oh if you God! Will. And um, then eventually, the poke the the excuse me, not the no. the Pokemon, the Peridot uh, grows up. You breed it with other Peridot to get new kinds of Peridot. How does Nintendo just be like, are the Pokemon going to be like, no. I, I no. was I was wondering, I was like, what what is Niantic doing? Like, because this is an original IP. Yep. And I'm just like, this is really weird. And I found the answer this morning. And it's oh, going no. to talk about the internet's favorite subject. Oh no, oh no, it's, oh no. It's three letters. And no. those letters are N F T. Oh, yes. That's right. So, 
So how long long has Niantic wanted to do NFTs for Pokemon Go? And the Pokemon company was like, you can't do it. We we draw a line at NFTs. And Niantic was like, all right, fine. We'll make our own property. (laughs) That's what it is. Apparently, Niantic is seriously considering incorporating NFTs into Perido. No. Well, you know what? All my interest in that game just... Down the drain. Because for a second, you know, it kind of sounded like a nice kind of Pokemon meets Tamagotchi kind of ordeal. Yeah. But as soon as you just said NFTs, I went, well, I can pass on this now. They they web-threed Pokemon Go. Um, (laughs) It's great. Here's the the inevitability, right? Because Christian and I have been talking about this kind of on the side, right? Like how... How do we cover something like NFTs, right? Because if there's two, there's, there are too many ecological concerns as it stands right now, right? But the idea of true digital collectibles is going to be here sooner than we think. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The idea that you will have a digital something that will have demand and give you a, uh, uh, you know, that, that you could, that you could benefit from, right? Like, and that's, that's col- collectibles only work if there is demand and only work if, and so, right. So like there's there, but like when you take into consideration, right? Like, Oh, I have, this, you know, first edition yellow cheeks Pikachu, right? Like there are a finite number of these out there, although more are getting found every day. And so, you know, had I had, had I had sold that one at the, at the onset of the Pokemon card craze would have made a lot more money than I would today. But anyway, but that's it. Right. But that's the nature of, of this thing. And so Niantic is sitting on all of this data that it is collected through all of its games. Ingress, the failed Harry Potter game, Pokemon, etc. People, Megan just said Megan just said it. Not 3 minutes ago. She will do anything to get a Mega Rayquaza. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there is a there is a demand there. There is a a, a you know a, a thing there like having Mega Rayquaza in her uh, in her collection will bring her will bring her happiness. I this is all would, accurate information. <laughs> I would love an armored Mew. I don't have one. An armored Mew too. A Mew too. That's what I meant. Sorry. An, an armored, armored Mew. You're you're weaponizing cuteness. I'm, that's right. And ar- I would love an armored Mew too. Am I above if there was a marketplace? Spending some money to buy someone's armored Mewtwo for my collection? Maybe. Right? Niantic knows this. And so I think, and, and like I said, and like, and just given some of the other stuff that they have play tested and whatever in all of their other games, this makes sense. For it to be so blatantly a Pokemon Go ripoff is truly what the surprise is for me. Because <laughs> like that. It's the same. It's like the, the same premise. It, it really yeah, is. It's just, it's, it's just, I mean, they're, 
I, I there is a no. I mean, I was kind of joking earlier, but I'm also like not joking. Like, I guarantee you, Diantech was like, "Hey, can we do NFTs for Pokemon Go? Pokemon Company, you know, as traditional, you know, Japan entertainment is very slow in adopting kind of new media, and NFTs have really only just started, kind mm-hmm. of." crawling through uh you know anime and manga and you know things like that you know f- to, to see the pokemon company adopt it you know so quickly it would be shocking so there's no way they were going to do it you know niantic obviously has some data behind the scenes that says that you know this kind of digital collectible is something that they can profit from yeah. uh i'm curious to see how profitable that becomes with its own unique ip um they will not be profiting from me. <laughs> I, 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 I will tell them that. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, as as we are besmirching Peridot, and, you know, just for considering, they have not committed to NFTs. Right. They've they only are. said, it seems like an interesting idea. Eh? And well, probably are waiting to see how much backlash they get. Now, right. I would much rather that Niantic, because let's let's face it, like Niantic, you know, they're based out of San Francisco. You know, NFTs are very much like a Silicon Valley tech bro sort of fad. Um, and 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 Jim and I, we've talked about like yeah. the, the issue with NFTs. My my issue with NFTs is not as much like it's it's vaporware. You know, like a lot of people get really upset about it. I'm like, well, you know what else is wa- wa- vaporware? Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like Pokemon. Like, like I've got, I, I pay, I pay like five bucks a year for Pokemon Home to store my bunch of like thousands of Pokemon that I've accumulated <laughs> over the course of four games. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I don't have an issue with digital collectibles. I don't even have a problem of, um, you know, the, the idea of NFTs, what, what the, the ideal of NFTs are right. a um, a digital collectible that is not dependent on a specific um, system or software being online. Like you know, like when Pokemon Go goes offline, if yep. you have not moved all of your Pokemon from Pokemon Go to yep. Pokemon Home, mm-hmm. those Pokemon okay. are gone forever. Jim's very large Pokemon Dual Collection, yep. it's gone, 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 gone. I don't know. That is the idea behind NFTs. Now, and again, the issue with NFTs is one, um, you know, there's a huge environmental cost. It's it's built on Ethereum and that just uses insane amounts of energy and power and it has a devastating ecological cost. And like, I cannot, you know, uh, justifiably, like when when we talk about NFTs, like, you know, I, I, I personally think that, you know, uh, the ecological cost, you know, until they solve that, we cannot have a conversation about NFTs responsibly. Like we can't promote NFTs. Right. Um, but like the, the 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 concept of it, like the you know, we want permanent digital collectibles. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. Um, you know, people people spend a lot of money on that sort of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I I see um, like digital trading cards. Like you know, not even talking about like Pokemon cards or Magic cards. Like there are literal like. Uh, you know, like the upper deck tops, tops, yeah. uh, tops has a whole app built around star Wars, right? Yeah. Like, and, and it's like those cards used to sell like, you know, hundreds of thousands of physical copies and it all moved digitally. Like yep. they don't make, they don't print star Wars cards. I actually, I think they still do. They do. Cards. They do. They just nowhere near the amount that, you know, but that, that entire system moved online and what but so much to, like you can even buy some of those digital cards on eBay, yeah. right? Like, 
like people are like the secondary market for like the tops digital market is on eBay, right? Like, and like that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. And so, so like I said, like, I think that, you know, and so when Jim and I talk about NFTs and stuff, it's not like, how do we get into NFTs? It's like, how do we cover this in a responsible way? And like my stance is always like, if they can figure out a way to offset the ecological cost or like not offset it, eliminate it. Like I don't yep. want like carbon credits or any of this BS. Like, you know, they need to move to something that doesn't damage our environment. That's not like, you know, costing like tons of energy every time they make a transaction. Like, no, thank you. Not for me. Will not do. But digital collectibles. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about digital collectibles. We talk about digital collectibles literally every single week (laughs) on this podcast. This is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see (laughs) where this all shakes out. Like I'm like to me. I'm less concerned about the NFT of it all because like, of course, but also more like, or like it, it, does this mean Pokemon gold gets less attention from Niantic than absolutely uh, not than this. New, I mean, this new that's, that's still their moneymaker. I mean, un- yeah, I mean, sure. It's absolutely not. I'm curious if they, I would love them to try to do like a weird cross promotion thing. Like your avatar <laughs> Pokemon go can wear like a Peridot like t-shirt or something. Uh, I did, you know, I, if you look at the art for what they've shown of of, of Peridot, like these creatures, <laughs> like they give me the weirdest like Neopets. Yeah, they're Funko. It's Neopets and Funko had like a child. And like, I can't say anything. I played the hell out of Neopets. And as you I can see it. behind me, <laughs> I have plenty of Funkos in real life. Um, I just... It's. I wonder if Peridot will actually show how you know they breed. You know, Pokemon's not done that yet. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do eggs happen? We so, still don't know that in the Pokemon franchise. I think I think we know more about how Neopets reproduce than we do about Pokemon. <laughs> like it's a, it's a whole thing. It is it's a whole thing. Again, I'm on the same side as as Jim and Christian here. You know, it's not the the digital collectible thing that gets me. I mean, I do that now with you know K-pop digital trading cards. Like that's that's a thing that you know. I'm in, but when it, when it comes to, you know, you know, putting the, the responsibility conversation aside right now with NFTs, which is a whole very long conversation. Um, I'm just so curious. I mean, we know Niantech did not do well with the Harry Potter app. It was not that, but I, I think that it was, was not met. Well, I can't, right. I have like, what happens if this just bombs? <laughs> like, that's what I'm curious to see that, that kind of, you know, what I, if this just, just what if Pokemon's go like the only thing that all other, like after, you know, their, their most recent success, but no, I'm, I think I'm curious. I think that's part of the reason why they like for for better or for worse, like, you know, NFTs are super divisive and rightfully so. There are people who are very into NFTs, which is like what cracks most of us up. Like, because, you know, they're like, you know, there are a lot of people who have made their entire identity NFTs. Yeah. And it's weird. And so I feel like that's the pivot for like, you know, they're going to try to do this without NFTs. And then if this game doesn't take off, they're going to be like, Got them. Got them. Like we're They're in. <laughs> we have to do it. NFTs. And they're like, everyone's like, oh my God, this is the best game ever. They've digitized NFTs and turned it into something I mean, practical. But I've got to imagine, too, that even the Ingress crowd is probably more pro NFT than anything else. Right. And so I think. I don't think so. Like, uh, so see, I, I, they, it's a. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess because I think it's one of those things where for us, like, even the NFT thing feels um, weird because so much of like because we are so heavily involved in the comic space, yeah. right? And so there are with everything, right? There are grifters abound everywhere, but the grifters in the NFT space are a special kind. Uh, and I think that you know the, the the joke is like, oh, I'm paying millions of dollars for a JPEG, like uh, yes, right? But there there are other things you know, outside of that, you know, kind of, kind of at play. And then there's the idea that like, this is a market where the artist can benefit through the longevity of its, uh, of the piece of art that they have created, mm-hmm. right? Like they're, you know, we're at, at its core. Someone creates a piece of art, no matter how many times that gets sold or who it gets sold to the artist gets a cut somewhere down, you know, no, always with every transaction. Right. Yeah. And I- so, Mm-hmm. So when you take so when you take that the art like the you, you, the art community up and out right um, and and just again just looking at like the NFT stuff like I it's a very people who are very much into the, like tech stuff right like you're even seeing it in video games right didn't Ubisoft just put a bunch uh, set where you can get like special skins and uh, and whatever that like you own i don't know what the hell you're gonna do with them <laughs> the, the game like you, you can carry it from game to game to game or something but like it's a thing that you own you've got it it's great uh it's really just like the 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 practicality of it all like where where else can you use it right like pokemon go like pokemon go goes down and well all right there go all there goes my pokemon collection am i sad oh, for like three minutes and then uh and then, then, then like life moves on, right? Like I don't like I'm not I didn't get into the collecting of that stuff to make it big. Mm-hmm. Um so who knows? It'll, it'll it'll just it'll be interesting to see as as I feel like the initial craze of NFTs has start has, has started to die down and now we're starting to see people just try to be like, "Well, what if we tried this?" It's it is uh, I have described NFTs several times as is a solution in search of a problem. Yes. Um, yeah. Like some, eventually there will be a somewhat valid and legitimate use for NFTs. And I say this once again, acknowledging the environmental right. impact, which I yep. cannot understate. And that's why there's a reason why I do not write about NFTs other than in a very <laughs> critical fashion. Um, it's because like, will not support the destruction of our environment for something stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, but eventually I think that need real animals to die for my digital animals. Exactly. Like that's, that's like, yeah. that's it. Right. I don't yeah. need real animals to die for my digital ones. Yeah. Eventually I think that, you know, the, the tech bros will solve that problem. I think they poison the well quite frankly, sure on, on well, and that's and i think and that's right that's where the the, the grifters really came in hard here yeah right? and, um like, and, 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 there's, and there's a lot of stuff you can read about that just like a lot of like weird schemes like i've always kind of like the early days of this stuff i basically equated to uh it's just M- mlms marketing uh, multi-level marketing schemes for mm-hmm. um you know for for dude bros basically right where it's like all right you know come on in like and then you bring in people underneath you to buy your stuff and everyone makes money and it's like "Ah." and then the people at the top are like i'm out and cash out shut down and and that's it i i I will say really quick before we move on from nfts um because you know I, i i i i love the fact that we are much more um 
I'm trying to think. We're much more practical when discussing NFTs than I think a lot of other people are on the internet. And we've still just like absolutely just like decimated and like trashed like NFTs so thoroughly over the last 15 minutes. But we've done so in a very like, like this is what it is sort of thing instead of like, oh, NFTs are the, the worst. Like, right. we- I mean, that's the thing. It, it, I mean, Jim said it. it is a very like divisive topic you are on one uh, i mean a lot of people are on one side of the polarity it's either i'm not going to touch it i'm not going to try it or it's the greatest thing ever and i'm going to make it my you know myers-briggs identity (laughs) like i'm not (laughs) intp i am nft like that's that's what people are doing like like that is legitimately well, what people are doing. But so like, like there are aspects yeah. of what this is that are going mm-hmm. to be in our everyday lives coming, like coming soon. It's going to be here. And so it's yeah. a matter of just like, is it like there are certain, certain like Chris and I were talking about, there are certain things that just don't need to be on like Ethereum, right? They're just there because that's where everyone is right now. And it's like, well, if we go, if we do our own thing, no one's, it's not going to make sense or like whatever. Uh, and so like, but like, this is like the, the fundamentals of what all of this is are going to be here. And, we're, and you know, so be ready for it. And, uh, and like I said, like some, for some of us, it, we've been practicing for this our whole lives, right? Like Pokemon Go, perfect example. Yep. Pokemon in general is a perfect example. People have homes and banks and filled with uh, all of their, you know, their entire lifelong Pokemon collection is 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 stored here. Uh, but anyway, enough of that. Let's get to the Pokemon fact of the week because we are running long. Um, it's because we only got like 40 minutes of you, Jim. So we have to jam in our full hour um, <laughs> yeah, into that 40 minutes. Um, so we're, we're working our way through the Johto Pokedex and we're to one of my inexplicably, one of my favorite Pokemon. No rhyme, no reason. I just like the way it looks. I think it's neat. We're talking about Skarmory. Uh, so this, this delightful steel flying bird of death steel flying bird it's i I, okay really quick tangent um the reason i like skarmory is because uh when pokemon gold and silver came out um your original steel pokemon sizor needed a friend to trade with didn't have a friend to trade (laughs) with steelix needed a friend to trade with didn't have a friend to trade with. That left me with one iron bird, which you could just get. <laughs> and there is the sad, sad truth why I like Skarmory. Anyways, uh, Skarmory's not, uh, their their feathers are so sharp, they are used as, uh, you know, cutlery. Like, uh, as uh, cut, they are used as knives by world-famous chefs. That is what they use as uh, in their kitchens. They don't use knives. They use Skarmory feathers. Which is crap. How do you get a Skarmory? If you look at a Skarmory, it does not have feathers outside of its wings. Are you cutting off its wings? No, they they pop off once a year. Like they're like retractable Wolverine claws once per year. Like they're, they're like baby teeth. There's a second set of them growing at all times. And like, because they get banged up because they're being the snot of Corviknight all the time. They're, <laughs> you know, that's they, 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 you know, they're like, no, there's only one steel bird in these parts and it ain't you. 
You, but if you look at the body, it looks like it is one sheet of metal. Hundred percent is. <laughs> like there is no, there are it's, no it's feathers. The way, it's it's the it's the <sighs> wing blades. You know, it's it's the wing. But those blades are its wings. Pop. It needs them to fly. Well, occasionally they pop off when it's going in, like you know, like shiving corviknight. You know, <laughs> like like it, it, it steel steel breaks off of steel, so the blades pop off, and when they fall to the ground. If it doesn't kill somebody, because these things are super sharp, like you know, like you know, Gusto comes along, is like, aha, a knife for my. But here's the thing: like, how structurally, like, what is their structural integrity like? Because it says that you know, you would think Skarmory is super heavy, but it's all you know, you know, like birds have hollow bones. All their like steel and feathers and stuff, it's hollow. So like, yeah, I could chop like vegetables with it, but it says that some people use them as swords. I feel like if I was trying to like actually attack somebody with a hollow blade, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get anywhere that quickly. (laughs) It's like a katana, you know, it's just, you know, been folding in on itself so many times. Oh my God, why didn't we get... Oh my god, we need a regional Skarmory <laughs> right now. Why haven't we not gotten Samurai Skarmory? I'm legitimately livid. I'm leg- I like actually my heart is racing. Why have we not gotten that regional variant? That would be so cool. That is like a hundred percent some like Elden Ring nonsense. It's like this warrior is, is like Elden running Ring. around like a peacock and suddenly its tail comes out and it's just a bunch of katana. I have, I'm legitimate. Like I just need to like calm down for a second and do some like deep breathing. If I don't get samurai regional variant Skarmory in the next like three years, I'll give them three years. I'm gonna okay. write. So in, in doing some research, it does look like it is the red parts that fall off or grow or like push out or grow and extrude. But even still. Because everything, everything, every throughout all the Pokedex entries, the most common thing is that it is iron. Like it is a ironclad body, basically, right? And so much so that one of them it says it can rust. So during rainy days, it stays in its nest. Could you imagine coming across oh, a rusty Skarmory? Uh, that just sounds like, that would be such a good <laughs> so regional variant. That'd be so cool, like rusted Skarmory. I'm like, hey, I this is really upsetting, and I want to know why they haven't put that. that should have been the Galarian variant. Oh my right? god! Like, just given all like the steampunk, like the steampunk look of uh, parts of uh, Galar, like a steampunk rusted Skarmory would have been. I need samurai Skarmory, and I need shiny. Damon stream shiny should be rusty. <laughs> Legitimately, yeah. That that this is what I need. Uh, and I want it. I I want it. Man, it's, uh, fascinating. I, I, I was like looking at what. You think of that thing's like walking at you. It sounds like Mechagodzilla just like stomping after you. It sounds like, it sounds like knives being like sharpened. I mean, it says it can fly at like 180 miles per hour. So like, can you just envision that terrifying moment? You just like looking up. Like you're having a picnic and a Skarmory's dive bombing you at 180 miles per hour. It also does not help that the body shape of this thing also looks like a turkey vulture, right? Yeah. So it's oh, like, it it is. Is. <laughs> uh, I, I just came up with an even more terrifying thought. Like, you know, can you imagine like a Skarmory, like hitting, like getting sucked into a plane engine? 
Like one. No, that's it. You're taking the end. You're taking the plane down. Like one. Yeah, that's you're, one your plane's coming down. Saved. <laughs> <Just, laughs> that's it. Like it's two. over for you. It's just like just a horrible. Like the plane blows up. There are probably They're like if you were a falconer, right? Like in the in the world of Pokemon, and you have this this army of Skarmory that your beck and call to just go after people, like. Uh-huh. That's terrifying. Those, 100%. those are those are weapons of war. Bird. The the Pokemon equivalent to Genghis Khan, like a hundred percent, had just like a fleet, like the Mongol horde, uh, definitely <laughs> had themselves a bunch of Skarmory that would just like just pillage the crap out of like I don't know whatever the you know like I I don't know they, we haven't seen a region that would get evaded by the Mongol horde but one day we will and we will talk about it that's where we get all of my Skarmory variants that I've been waiting for <laughs> but that's when they oh. all start showing up well this was a weird episode <laughs> Natalie Portman's arms flying knife birds NFTs this is why you listen to a wild Here's podcast the- has appeared it's it it has a height of five foot seven inches and its weight is only 111 pounds. That is deadly. That, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fast, it's hollow, it's pointy, it will kill you. Jim's coming around on the Scarmory train. Like, you know, I what? I hate the I think the thing that I that I that bothers me the most is the design of Scarmory's face. It's just not cute. No, it's, it's not. not to be okay, envision it covered in blood. That's what they want. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like its wings already are. It has That's already the whole cut point. It's red. It's just like how you know in in comics and stuff. You know, serial killers wear black, so you can't see all the blood on them. That's why its <laughs> rings are red. <laughs> Scarry is a serial killing knife bird. What is its tail? Its tail looks like a like a can opener. It, because it is. Open its enemies. <laughs> Scar. Yeah, every part like, of Scar is built much? to murder. Can you just imagine, like, like it, like dive bombs like a ferrothorn and like lands on it and jams its tail in and starts like ripping it open with <laughs> its can opener tail. Like oh, literally God, every single part of Scarmory was built to kill something. It's like, the little tail, it's little head thing, it's can opener tail, like every part of it. I I you know, like it's know, it's shiny has a great color is a great color design. I I've never been serious. It's like it's like it's like, a, it's like a it's like uh army green for the okay, body and nice. like a bit more green on the the wings. It's actually not a bad. Oh, I love the I shape. love the green wings. Yeah, this thing. This thing. That's totally, its jungle variant. When it needs to do like variant. when it needs to like hide in the forest to get a sneak attack <laughs> in. That's its camouflage. That's it. That's it. This one's living jungle, and the uh, the regular Skarmies just sit on top of uh, power wi- power lines, waiting for uh, Stantlers to get hit by cars to go feast on them or something. <laughs> It is the car. It is the car. It is the car. Skarmory does not wait. Skarmory does. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, all right. Uh, That's going to do it for us today on a wild podcast has appeared. Uh, Thank you, Christian and Megan, for uh, taking the lead on the the first part of the show. Um, 
thank you for everyone if you've made it this far through our our Skarmory discussion because good lord uh that was uh that was a thing uh, we had, there was a lot of this show that was a good show today I had a bunch of good stuff we had to talk about competitive pokemon we had a completely level-headed conversation about nfts and everybody and our arms. And and our new that's right Natalie Portman's arms and our new favorite Deathbird, um, so uh, so there there we go. If you want to support the show, plenty of ways to do it. The best way to do it, the one I would recommend the most, is to head on over to iTunes, leave us a five star review, um, and you know some days we'll read them on the air. I'm about to go. Oh, what's new in Apple Podcasts? I don't care. Just let me get to the show so I can see if we have any good new ones to read. Uh, no. Um, but anyway, uh, find us on Twitter at Pokemon Pod CB is the account for uh, the show. Otherwise, you can find me at Jim Biscardi. Megan is at Megan Peters CB. Christian is at C Hoffer C Bus. We love chatting to you. So let us know. So just come say hi. Even if like you're in the middle of listening to an episode, be like, just drop us a tweet and say, hey, listening to you guys. You said this. I agree. I don't agree. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um Oh, we'll see what next week brings. Plenty of like these. We are in that weird, slow time before we get news about Scarlet and Violet. And so uh, let's see what kind of see what uh, Neantic steps in next uh, as far as it relates to Pokemon Go. Uh, but that's it. That's all I got. Have a good week, everybody. We'll catch you the same time, same place, same place every Monday. Have a good week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.